Howdy, howdy do, who fans? Welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. This is not episode 248. This is a slightly shorter show with me giving you a quick review of our trip to the BFI where we saw the Curse of Fenwick uh, the weekend just gone. Uh, some merch items that have dropped in the last few days, which look pretty good. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on the recently released Series 12 trailer. So let's do that stuff. So, hope you guys are all well and that you've managed to do something Doctor Who related over the past week. Yeah, so I wanted to go through uh, just a few cool merch items. On the last podcast, or even the one before that, we we said that we haven't heard anything from Rubber Toe Props recently. Uh, so as uh, as a nice coincidence, they've dropped a few items that we'll go through in a minute. Uh, but yes, my co-host Adam, a good friend, he's uh, not with us this week, unfortunately. He's working his nuts off at the minute. <laughs> the best way to describe Adam, he's just so busy. Uh, at the moment, so unfortunately he couldn't be here. So hopefully next week we'll find um, we'll find a day to record and we can go through some of this stuff together. I know he's got his own thoughts on series twelve, and uh, we'll sp- we'll speak about that stuff. And I'm sure he'll want to uh, recap his thoughts on the uh, on the BFI screening too. So let's get into that. So it was a really really good day. Every time we mention the the BFI stuff on the podcast over the years, we've always said if you can, if you can get a ticket to get to uh, any of any screening of Doctor Who, then it's absolutely worth it. It's such a great experience being surrounded by loads of other Who fans in the cinema watching, especially classic Doctor Who up on the big screen. It's really, really cool. And uh, for the last year or so, since the special edition Blu-ray uh, box sets have been have been dropping, they've they've picked a, a story from those box sets where they've they've done the remaster on them both visually and the new audio mix and sound effects and stuff. And uh, and they just look so, so good at the cinema. So uh, we'll keep you, we normally keep you guys updated when those events are coming up. So I think they're going to do another three, possibly four events. Uh, I think the kind of pattern, uh, somebody mentioned this to me the other day, uh, I think the pattern that's been uh, figured out is that when there is new Doctor Who on the TV, then they do three they try and do three of these a year. If there isn't, then they do four. So uh, we should be uh, hopefully getting at least three next year. So we'll keep you updated on when the next one is. It will it'll obviously be in line with one with whatever uh, Blu-ray box set is going to land next. As I said, they pick a story from that. So, um, yes, yeah, so it was a really, really good day. Uh, it met up with loads of other Who fans that we usually meet at these things. Uh, had a great catch-up. Um, our writers were there. Maria and Mark um, had a very quick catch up with Mark uh, and then had a good chat with Maria afterwards. Really, really good. And then loads of other uh, peeps that we recognize and and have a chat with at these, uh, at these events. It was really cool to hang out with those guys. And then the event itself was just superb. And you can see why um, one of the guys mentioned that uh, this particular uh, Doctor Who BFI event was the, the, the one where the tickets went, you know, the, the quickest they sold out in the... Uh, the quickest amount of time. You can see why it was a very good event. So before, um, before the the actual event kicked off, because they normally do um, this uh, kind of format where they um, 
they show the they show the event they, sorry they show the the story or the episode uh, on the big screen and then they do um then they do a, a normally a Q&A session or some kind of discussion um uh, after the event but they had a slightly a slight change of this one so uh, they actually had the writer there Ian Briggs he came up before and they they had a, a quick Q&A there and gave us he gave us his thoughts on uh, what he was feeling around the time when he was writing this and his job at the BBC and his involvement with other writers and John Nathan Turner and so on. Oh, it's the other thing as well. I didn't get to go, but apparently there was a really good documentary uh, about John Nathan Turner that they put on before this and Adam went and a few other people, uh, which is going to be one of the special features on the upcoming season 26 box set. So that's really worth checking out. If you haven't pre-ordered that box set yet, uh, it's worth doing. So apparently it's a very, very good uh, very telling and quite emotional documentary about J uh, uh, and T. So that's worth picking up. So uh, Ian Briggs gave us a little bit of uh, insight around uh, J and T's involvement, and then you know how he went about writing this one. He, he felt like it was a really good mix of horror, and you know not much science fiction until you get sort of um, a decent chunk into the story. And uh, yeah, so that was really good to hear from him. And then we had the uh, showing itself. And it was so good. Curse of Fenwick is a really, I love this story anyway. It's a great Who, uh, a classic Who McCoy story. And to see it remastered, and it, they played it out as a feature as well. So they, they didn't have the, the the credits and stuff in between cliffhangers and whatnot. They played it back to back as if it was a feature film. And it, it worked really well in that format, actually. It was really good. And everyone just loved, loved this story. Even if you weren't the biggest fan of it beforehand seeing it in the cinema was just brilliant. And then when, when the showing was done, there was a, um, there was a Q and a with, uh, Andrew Cartmel, who was the script editor at the time and Sophie Eldred. And that was just so good. They gave us a really good, a really good insight into what was happening around Dr. Who at that time. Some of the things that were involved during filming and so on. Sophie alluded to that's the, the famous scene at the end of the story where, Sophie dives into the sea from, you know, the little rock pool bit with the doctor and stuff. They went through, she went through how she was absolutely terrified of doing that. It was actually potentially really dangerous. Um, uh, and a couple of times she mentioned that back in the day, that's just what, you know, that th there was a stunt double for a couple of things that they did. Like there's a scene where uh, Ace fro throws this um, very uh, flimsy looking uh, rope ladder over the side of the castle and, uh, uh, and she climbs down and then back up again and stuff. And she said that there was a, a stunt double for some of that, but she ultimately ended up going on it anyway and doing all that. And she said, you know, that there's no way that actors would be allowed to do all that stuff now. So it was great to hear all those little snippets of uh, those little insights into that stuff. And then Andrew Cartmel was, um, was going through about, uh, told us about the, uh, the, the feeling of the, the BBC at the time. And, uh, you know, you, you ultimately, whenever anything whenever there's any Q and A's or anything to do with Andrew Cartmel, you ultimately always get the questions around, did you know that Dr. Who was going to be canceled? Did you know it was heading towards uh, being axed and, and all that stuff? So he probably gets bored of that, that question every now and then. And, um, uh, but yes, he, uh, he, he did say that, um, uh, that he feels like Dr. Who was never axed. It was just put on an extended hiatus. You know, it was never, completely cancelled or anything like that which is interesting and then we went through a bunch more stuff around sophie's new book that was coming out and we also had uh 
then they played um, uh, some special features that were coming up on the season twenty six box set, and that's just it looks so so good. The behind um, the 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 goggle box style on the sofa thing looks really good and really funny as always. They've got a really really good um, documentary about the curse of Fenwick where some of the actors have gone back to the location. They've gone through all that stuff. It just looks and the production value is amazing. It looks really good. And it's all mixed in with this cool soundtrack and it ended up with, or it kicked off with the scene that, the trailer that we got a couple of months ago for this box set where it's Ace up in the tall tower block in London and she hears the TARDIS and then, you know, that was all good. And there was actually a a few little, a few little teasers, I felt, for Ace's character. I think that we're going to see more of Ace as in the next couple of years because a lot of people asked her, look, the style of this trailer for season 26 feels very modern Doctor Who, even though it's for a classic box set. The character of Ace and the style and everything feels very modern, like it was made for newer Doctor Who. And, you know, there was a few seconds of silence and, you know, everybody started applauding. And and uh, and then uh, at some point in the Q&A, Andrew Cartmel mentioned that that trailer was a great way to bring Ace's character full circle. He said it was, his words were, it was a great close, a great closing, uh, fitting close to her character. And then Sophie immediately uh, jumped in with, or it's an it's a very good opener. And everybody erupted into applause as well. So I feel like with this box set coming out, the trailer that they made, Sophie's book coming out, and the continuation of Ace's character, obviously with Big Finish and so on, I feel like we could see I feel like we could see Ace doing something a bit more mainstream. That's just the feeling that I get anyway. There just seems to be a lot of build-up and certain things to do with that character recently. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Ace pop up in something in the near future. But uh, And then we closed it out and they played another uh, trailer for it and so on. And it was really good. And that wrapped up the event. And then we went and had a few drinkies and, and chatted about you know various Doctor Who things and a bit of Star Wars and stuff. So overall it was a really good day it was such a great day i can't emphasize this enough so uh, i'll talk about this a bit more with adam as well um hopefully next week because uh, he stayed a bit longer than i did and there's probably more talk and stuff going on so overall it was a fantastic day and once again if you can uh, get tickets to a future bfi event where they're playing doctor who it's re- it really is so worth it it's a, it's a great experience so that was the weekend at the bfi uh now some merch stuff um there's a few things that have dropped recently, obviously in a run up to Christmas, you know, you see these things dropping more and more now as people struggle with their friends and families and other halves about what to get them. Oh, he's a Doctor Who fan. I don't know what to get him. He's got, you know, if you're like, um, like Adam and I and other Who fans, it's other, it's normally a case of, oh, they, they've got everything that they want, you know, to do with Doctor Who. They're collectors to a degree. They've you know, got a load of stuff. I don't really know what to get. This is a great time of year for these things to be dropping because you can uh, you can add these to your Crimbo list, uh, or even if you just want to pick them up, it's a great. Um, there's some great stuff here. So the first one is another Sonic screwdriver, the Thirteenth Doctor screwdriver, and uh, this one uh, is from a different company. So the first two that launched last year, uh, was it the year before? Um, the the other Thirteenth Doctor's Sonic screwdrivers. There was one that launched here in the UK by Character. And there was another one, what was the company? Uh, The name escapes me. There was a US version. And there was a bit of controversy around 
those models because they, everyone said the US version looked better. It was a, it just looked more screen accurate and so on. And there was some all there was some um, there was some uh, criticism around the build quality of both of those as well. You could see there was a very definite seam around it, and you could see the screw and all that stuff. And uh, so anyway, this new company uh, has has brought out another version of the Sonic screwdriver. It's really cool that the BBC have handed this license to various companies. They haven't just sort of put an exclusivity stamp on it and it's only character or whatever that can do it. So this is very cool. So this new one is from a company called Wow Stuff. And it's the the official title is the 13th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver with visual effects. And I don't know what other retailers this is um this is going out at the moment. We've only got a link to the Amazon version, which is unfortunately sold out at the moment. Uh, it's temporarily out of stock. It's priced at $19.99, which is fairly reasonable. And a little bit of blurb on this one. It's a highly detailed heavyweight uh, resin replica of the Sonic screwdriver, which means that there are no plastic on this one at all, and there are no seams. It's a one, it's one complete mold, it looks like, um, heavyweight resin, which is cool. Uh, it's hand-painted for authenticity and includes easy-to-use um, the Wow Stuff app, which is out for both uh, iPhone and Android. And then it goes on to say it's a highly detailed model uh, of the Sonic Screwdriver, which is especially designed for light painting. Uh, create your own stunning artwork in the air around you and comes with a free app to use on your phone, uh, iOS and Android. So the idea is the um, with the app, hit the button on the Sonic, I suppose, and then you wave it around and then you record it and then you've got these awesome kind of light trails and all that stuff. So I think this is an interesting one, actually. I think we're going to have to get this in the hand to see what it feels like, see what it looks like, compare it to the other models that came out. I've got the US version because I was out uh, in Canada a couple of um, two years ago, I think, when this first dropped. So I picked that one up there. Adam's got the character one. So uh, I assume one of us will get this one probably adam you know adam <laughs> and uh, we'll compare and let you guys know what it what it's like uh but yeah it looks kind of cool so far i do like the look of this one it's um uh, the thing i like the most about it and this is what we're gonna have to get in the hand to actually test it is the um this kind of uh, molded uh, resin heavyweight highly detailed case i mean if i, I would imagine for uh, adults who are collecting this you would you'd want it because of the screen accuracy without the plastic seams and all the screw holes and everything that might be a uh, a cool thing to have and then for kids obviously the whole light painting thing with the app seems really cool so uh, i'll link to the amazon uh, page in the show notes i honestly don't know when this is coming back in stock it doesn't say it just says temporarily out of stock but it is priced at 19.99 so there you go wow stuff their new 13th doctor Sonic Screwdriver will let you know um, what the crack is with that when we get uh, a copy to review. Uh, moving on, the guys over at Hero Collector, HeroCollector.com, have announced some upcoming companion sets, um, which actually look kind of cool. I'm not really a collector of these things. Uh, it will come to no surprise that Adam does collect things like these. Uh, they're essentially the little, um, uh, the little. Uh, magazine figurines or similar uh, that, that have been running for ages and ages but they've announced a set of uh, four figures for each um, time period so they've got uh, a first doctor uh, a first doctor set which looks really cool which comes with the first doctor also comes with ian barbara and um uh, susan uh, they look really cool they're in their 
outfit from an unearthly child it looks like and then there's another set which is a 13th doctor set which has got uh jody ryan um yaz and uh graham uh, they look really cool as well uh, the likeness is pretty good i would say and uh yeah so each set um comes with the four figurines uh with the doctor and their three companions in each one highly uh, rendered in a hand-painted poly resin one to 21 scale uh, which works out to about just under four inches tall i think uh it also comes with a uh, companion magazine uh, which has got loads of details and and all of that stuff uh yeah so dates for these not out quite yet so the 13th doctor set uh, will be available in january uh, so not too long to wait and then the first doctor set is out uh, just afterwards in february of next year and uh, you can get them from uh, you can get them direct from herocollector.com or you'll be able to pick them up from uh, various retailers it doesn't say exactly what retailers but i imagine it'll be things like forbidden planet and stuff like that so these actually look quite cool i really really like the first doctor set those figures look really cool uh, i also like the 13th one actually the likeness is is pretty decent uh, but if figurines is your thing then um Yes, January and February from herocollector.com. Uh, and then moving on. So I mentioned earlier that the we have um, we have the uh, sorry in a past couple of weeks on the show when we were talking about merch and so on, we've we've said that it's been very quiet from Rubber Toe over the last few months. And uh, of course, they listen to the show, so they must have thought out on yep, uh, the listeners of the Big Blue Box are not going to be happy with us if we don't uh, bring the goods. So uh, they've announced uh, three uh, three replicas uh, just in time for Christmas, which is good. The first one is a spinning TARDIS replica. So this is a, um, it's the little semi-transparent TARDIS that is on the uh, the current console in Jodie's or 13th Doctor's uh, TARDIS. Uh, it's the little, yeah, almost uh, see-through, semi-transparent spinner and it comes with a really cool uh, light up base and the thing does spin as well you can um you can uh you can grab hold of the light on the top and give it a good old a good old spin and uh some uh, blurb on this from rubber toe they are pleased to offer uh, this beautiful replica of the spinning mini semi-transparent tardis which we found on the console of the current series 11 tardis as soon as we saw the little spinning tardis uh, we knew we had to make a replica. We have made made it so if you spin it yourself, not only is it very cool, it's also the best fidget toy ever. <laughs> and then it says, warning, spinning your mini TARDIS may be addictive. Uh, it's made from the same CAD file as the original prop. So in terms of dimensions, it should be bang on to screen accuracy. Uh, the spinning TARDIS looks beautiful, especially when it's lit up from underneath by its white 5-volt LED lights. The lights are powered by a USB cord, which comes already wired up and be connected to a power source such as a computer or laptop. Uh, we have used a little creative license for the metal base as it was made from an old computer fan from the Doctor Who prop store. So we have made our own version. We think it's even cooler now uh, where I did some Gallifrey and symbols to the bottom to replace what would have been merely holes in the original base. Uh, an amazing display piece as well as something you can get your hand to play with. Uh, the spinning TARDIS is a must-have for any Doctor Who fan. Uh, so this sounds kind of cool if this... Uh, when you were watching series 11 and you saw the little semi-transparent TARDIS, if you thought that was cool, this could be for you. 
Uh, as always, the quality is really good, but you pay for the quality. So from Rubber Toe, this is priced at $79.99. But I think this is pretty good value, actually, because you do get that really cool LED base underneath it as well. And if you look at, uh, again, I'll link to this in the show notes, but if you look at the... Um, if you look at the the pictures, it does look very cool. My only my only kind of little criticism is it's very it, it's quite small. Now I know it's supposed to be small because it's an exact replica of what we see on the screen, and that you know it was kind of small on the console, so uh, it, it's kind of small. But you know, like I said, if you really like the look of it, then this could be for you. And uh, when is this shipping? I think this is shipping now. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, so if you, I'll put a link to it, you can go over and. Um, and have a look. Let me. I'm just having a look to see what the shipping charge is. Uh, yeah. So with shipping, it takes it to eighty five pounds. So just be aware of that. Uh, it's um you have to pay a bit of shipping even to the UK, but it does look kind of cool. And then the next couple of things from Rubber Toe look very cute indeed. Uh, these are the miniature um, little display um, props. Uh, the first one is the thirteenth Sonic, thirteenth Doctor Sonic. Sorry. Um, which comes with a very cool little metal metallic stand, and it comes in a, in a metal case as well, which looks very nice. And uh, a 13th Doctor Sonic that fits in the palm of your hand. This little miniature has all the exquisite detail of the original prop and is handmade from the same material, hand-cast pewter. Uh, because it is uh, hand-cast in solid metal, it's surprisingly weighty and comes with its own cast pewter display stand. Uh, also comes in a Doctor Who branded metal display tin, with a small certificate of authenticity, making it a fantastic gift for any discerning Doctor Who fan. And this is limited to 500. Now, because these are miniature and so on, uh, these are slightly cheaper. Um, so with shipping to the UK, it's 40 pounds, 40 pounds, 45. Uh, to the rest of the world, it's an extra tenner, be 50 quid. Um, but I kind of like these, actually. They do look very cool. So just I just want to emphasise or re-emphasise that this is a miniature it's not a full-size Sonic prop, so just you know, keep that in mind. So don't rush off to rubber toe uh, because you've heard it's a really cool uh, pewter metal Sonic prop on a stand. It is a miniature one, so uh, it's very cute, though. I think it looked very cool on your desk or on the bookshelf. So that's that one. And then the second one is the miniature Captain Jack Blaster, which is the same price, uh, £50 with shipping to the UK. Uh, actually, no, why is that more? Hmm. So the Captain Jack one, uh, the, the the 13th Doctor Sonic to the UK was £40. Uh, the Captain Jack one to the UK is £50. So uh, no idea on that one. Uh, but they say that they are proud to present one of our all-time favourite Doctor Who weapons in miniature hand-casted in pewter, uh, surprisingly weighty for its diminutive size, and has all the beautiful detail of its full-size counterpart. Each miniature Captain Jack blaster is hand-finished and hand-painted in a 10-stage process and comes with its own pewter display stand. And it also comes with the, the same tin and whatnot. Uh, so again, this one looks very cute. Uh, it's slightly different to the Sonic. The Sonic one uh, is all metal. There's no other painted colours on it, whereas the Captain Jack Blaster has got the blue uh, kind of uh, light inside the barrel, and it's got the wood effect on the on the, the handle as well. Uh, again, comes with exactly the same stand, by the look of it, exactly the same tin as the Sonic uh, but again, if you're if you're a fan of Captain Jack and you want some Who goodness on your bookshelf or your desk, this could be kind of cool. So there we go. Some stuff from Rubber Toe Props, the little spinning semi-transparent TARDIS, the miniature 13th Doctor Sonic and the miniature 
Captain Jack Blast. I will link to all of that stuff in the show notes so that you can pick up your um, your significant other or a friend um, some cool Doctor Who stuff for Grimbo. Uh, so that's those little bits of match out of the way. And now the Series 12 trailer that dropped very recently on Saturday, in fact. Uh, I wanted to give you my thoughts on this as a quick roundup. I didn't want to leave it for two weeks because... Uh, even though I was, I would probably rewatch it a bunch of times. My memory isn't that great, so I've actually made a bunch of notes uh, that I can refer to because uh, I've, I've watched it around twenty-five, thirty times now, over and over again. I watched it a bunch of times on Saturday on the way home on the train after the BFI event, and I've watched it a few times each day since then, and a bunch of times this morning. And so, straight up, when we saw this at the BFI. Because that's the other thing that was cool about that BFI event is that they played this right at the very end after the uh, second trailer that they played for the season 26 box. That they actually played this because we got around to about three o'clock. So they put this on, which was really cool. And first thoughts, when I first watched it, I actually thought this is looking kind of cool. Because there was a lot of... The vibe changed very much so in the cinema after we watched the season 26 the second trailer, which we thought was at the very end of the event. There was lots of applause and everything and everyone was, you know, whooping, you know, stuff. When the series 12 trailer finished, which they played straight afterwards, there wasn't so much of that. So the mood definitely changed and there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of um, sort of sideways glances at each other as if to say, you know, what was that? But don't get me wrong, there was still a lot of you know, that was that was looks really cool. Now, regardless of your opinion on Series 11, whether you liked it, whether you hated it, or, you know, you were indifferent, it this one does do a very decent job of... Um, a very decent job of, of, of kick-starting the hype train up to a decent level already. The problem we've had is that it's been very quiet on the Who front for so long. And it's only recently that things have, have started to drop. So a few weeks back now, we had the we had the, the, the image that dropped on social media, which was just the, the big shadow of Jodie coming out of the TARDIS, and it said, watch this space. And then we had, and it had a timestamp on the YouTube description. And then they started to put out these, um, they put out a very quick kind of teaser trailer, which was very small, didn't reveal anything. And again, it just said, watch this space. But this has all happened right at the end of the year. So we've had no we've had no Doctor Who or anything, really. All we've had is little snippets here and there on social media, like this person's wrapped filming or we've wrapped filming now overall, whatever it might be. So this has all come very late. And if we've still had no confirmation from the BBC yet, but if rumours are to be to be uh, believed, then Series 12 is going to be happening on New Year's Day. So it's not going to be a special. The actual uh, the actual new series is going to start as a two-parter on New Year's Day. So everything has come really late. So we've had, you know, the hype train hasn't even been called the hype train for, for a long time. It's just been called the Doctor Who train. So it's only recently that all this stuff has, has kind of got us in the mood, so to speak. So... Uh, it's been. It was really cool to have a decent trailer as well because the last thing that I wanted was to have a very quick fifteen second, you know, blink and you miss it. You know, so this is a really good trailer. It's just over. A, I think it's about a minute long or just under a minute. And my first thoughts, yeah, I actually thought this was really cool. 
Um, uh, I'll be honest with you, if you listen to um, all of our reviews when Series 11 went out, then you will know that we thought, I mean, Adam and I were fairly um, in parallel with our thoughts on on this, but for the most part, uh, I thought that Series 11 was a little bit hit and miss, I think is the best way is the best way to um to describe it. I I certainly didn't hate it, but I didn't get that feeling. And when we've reviewed various stories over the last few weeks, uh, Turn Left, for example, when I finished watching Turn Left, I was really felt with a sense of, oh my god, that was just amazing. And you know, there's I have to watch the next part. It looks so good. And there was various parts that gave me goosebumps and all that stuff. And I'm not fanboying about you know tenants here i'm not going to go down the whole the good old days route and all that you know stuff um but you know my feelings are i did that's that era of doctor who is you know does do it for me and it does leave me wanting more and you know and, you know and I, I i just really wish that doctor who made me feel that way so like i said i didn't hate series 11 and i didn't love it i, I was just I, I just felt it was kind of middle of the road for me um it just, the, the, most of the episodes didn't leave me thinking oh my god i've just watched you know potentially one of the best episodes of doctor who or it didn't leave me feeling like i cannot wait until next week you know i was like oh yeah cool you know you know that was that was decent who but you know i'll I'll wait for next week it's you know not too bad uh so series 12 i honestly feel is a bit of a shift in the in the in the direction for the show i think uh they've upped They've definitely upped the the on-screen uh, action and stuff, and visually it, it looks amazing. Like I thought, series eleven visually just looked amazing. It looked it was beautifully shot for the most part, and the color grading and you know the edit it was it just looked brilliant, like the best we've ha- we've ever had Doctor Who. And I think series twelve is is a notch up from that. It, I really do. It's like some of the shots, there's a couple of quick little bits where you see the TARDIS zipping through the, the vortex. It just looks beautiful. And uh, just the overall sort of fidelity of the image looks, lo- looks lovely and it's uh, nice and crisp and sharp and the effects look bang on. You can tell that they've thrown a bunch of money at it, which I think is needed in order to keep up with just what's going on in television in general at the moment. If you look at some of the very popular TV shows that that fans are into or have been into over the past year or so uh things like stranger things on netflix um war of the worlds that just dropped recently um uh, game of thrones those type of programs uh, and also the recently released um uh, the mandalorian uh, on disney plus uh, those type of shows especially the man i mean i think the mandalorian is you know is I can't see the BBC spending as much money on that as they did as Disney did on Mandalorian. But I think in order to kind of keep up with what's essentially a bunch of mini feature films, that the the amount of money that's been thrown at a lot of these programs, they just look absolutely amazing. And I think Doctor Who has to has to keep up with that. So you can tell that they've upped the budget as well. Just the the locations they've been to the quality of the visual effects uh, and you know and the, the, don't get me wrong it's doctor who still so we still have the good old people in suits and prosthetics and stuff that all that's still there you can tell the jadoon uh, are here in their they look exactly the same in their suits it's all good there was a um there was an alien that i think 
it looks really similar to the Rachnos uh, that we saw uh, in Tenant's era. It looks really, really similar. I think it could be that that species or something similar. Or, you know, it could be just, you know, this is the Chivers, so it could be something just completely different. Uh, but that looks really good, the prosthetics there and so on. And, uh, yeah, there's a scene also where there it looks like Victorian London or Victorian somewhere that you see uh, two people running from this alleyway and then this huge like metal scorpion thing comes like barreling round and crashes into stuff. The effects just look brilliant. Really, really good. Uh, the overall vibe of the trailer as well, I really like the soundtrack behind it is very contemporary and sort of thunders along and gets you in, you know, and they've got, they've done this clever edit as well where some of the humour, uh, there's a bit where Stephen Fry's character is, um, you know, the threat, you know, our world is in danger and threat and stuff. Can we rely on you? And then the, the music just stops and it's uh, the doctor and another character in this wooden box. And she's like, I'll be honest, this is not where I want it to be, but I can work with this. And it's, that's quite funny. And then the music kicks back in and it's, it's a really, really well done trailer. Actually, it's very cool. Um, so it's got a good mix of action. There's humor in there. Uh, there's also a, an emotional aspect to the trailer as well, sort of two thirds in. There's a bit where the music, the kind of um, the actiony uh, thundering along music just stops for a second, gets replaced by this emotional score. And uh, you see Jodie, you know, looking quite perturbed and she's like, something's coming for me. And then you see this Cyberman walking through the smoke and stuff and the design of the Cyberman looks really cool it's like battle worn and you know scarred and it's got burn marks on it and stuff it all looks really cool and then again we cut back into that music and the companions you know like we're family and there's a scene where jody sort of really sort of smashes down this lever on the console and and on we go so it's got a really good mix of so even though it's just a you know 50 second trailer or whatnot it has got a good range of of stuff going on so yeah, I mean, I wasn't kind of, you know, nuts about the trailer before. I, th I did think, you know, this looks really cool, and it's a, a good way of of getting people into the upcoming series when that hopefully starts in January. But the more I've watched it, and the more I've sort of analysed a few things, and yeah, it, it has great. It definitely, I, I'm really looking forward to to series twelve now. I must admit, I didn't think I would be. Um, I wouldn't say I'd go as far as I've had a take it or leave it attitude, but I've, I've definitely had this, yeah, you know, yeah, series 12 is going to, you know, hopefully be good. But, you know, if, if the trailer doesn't land, then it doesn't land, you know, it's, yeah, me. Uh, but the fact that it's here and it's looking really good, I'm, the more I watch it, the more I'm getting myself hyped up. It's a bit like, I feel like a little kid at Christmas, you know, the more you come down and stare at your presents under the tree, the more you get yourself kind of excited, ready for the big day. It's kind of like that. The more, I, more I'm into it, the more I'm feeling uh, kind of series 12. And then there's some other things that, uh, uh, that we've seen. So Chibbers did mention in a press release or an interview, one of the two last month, I think that this is going to be the most epic series of Doctor Who that we've seen and they've done some real epic things and whatnot. And I have to say, he could be correct with that. Um, just some of the, all these things have come together, like the sets look amazing and uh, the locations, like I said, look good, good and the, the visual effects. And just some of the sequences that we've seen, it, it looks like 
like there was a, there's a couple of sequences where I thought, wow, that that really looks like like they've spent millions of pounds on a you know like on a feature film budget. Like this looks like a Hollywood production. There's a scene where they're reversing in this BMW backwards through traffic, and the way it's shot looks amazing and stuff, and the lighting's amazing. And then there's the scene where, like I said, Jodie's around the console, and she's like, you know really forceful and quite intense with like flipping levers and stuff. Uh, and then you kind of, you mix that in with the lighthearted moments. It, yeah. I must admit that the more I'm talking about it, I'm getting myself even more hyped up. It, it does look really good. And I want to mention Jodie as well, because I think one of the things that, well, there were two main things that I think if you weren't a fan of series 11, this is probably related to that in that, just some of the stories for series 11 didn't quite hit the mark for a lot of people. And I want to say that if you did like series 11, if you're a fan of the 13th doctor and you like series 11, then amazing. Um, you know, both myself and Adam, we've said this many times. If you, if you, if you feel like this is the best of doctor who, then that's brilliant. You know, that's, that's all good. We're just giving you our, you know, cause fandom's a little bit, you know, a little bit touchy these days with stuff, you know, if you have an opinion on something, you you typically get shot down in flames within a few seconds. So, you know, the, none of none of the criticism we've ever had around Series 11 or Jodie Whittaker has been, uh, what's the word? It, it's, it's never been from a place of, you know, just being, you know, beep holes, <laughs> beep holes, um, you know, or dicks about or, or Doctor Who or anything. We, it comes from a place of love, if that makes sense. You know, we love the show. And um, yeah, so it never comes from a place of uh, just being nasty about anything for the sake of it or anything like that. So if your complaint with Series 11 was the stories where some of them were okay, some of them were pretty poor, and some of them, a couple of them were amazing, like my point of view, then I, I'm th- I think Series 12 is going to remedy that. I think every episode has got you know, some high end, uh, adventure and action and humor, which is what we were after really. When you mix that, I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to put at least one historical in here as well, because they're the ones that were the most popular, I believe from series 11. So we're probably gonna have some historical stuff in there as well. And then the other criticism that obviously a lot of people had, if you weren't a fan of series 11 is the doctor herself, Jodie. Now I think based on this trailer that she has, she has tweaked her her version of the Doctor, how she wants to play the character ever so slightly, which I think is good. We'll have to wait and see, obviously, by watching the episodes themselves. But it seems to me like we're not going to get as much of the goofy little one-liners. I think they tried that in Series 11. And to a degree, that that worked, I suppose. there was a There was a couple of times when it was when it was, you know, relatively funny, but it was just overkill a lot of the time. Uh, so we've, we've had doctors in the past that have had that kind of playful clown, like goofy kind of nature, like Troughton's doctor was, was kind of like that. Uh, Tennant had it a couple of times a degree. Matt Smith had it a few times. Um, and McCoy's doctor had it a little bit as well. That kind of, you know, kid like clowning around, you know, um, so it's not unusual to see that with the Doctor, but I just feel like Jodie's Doctor, it was just a bit full on a lot of the time. And I, I 
the vibe I'm getting from this new trailer is that that's not going to be there as much. I feel like this is a more a more fine tuned, you know, balance. I'm hoping that we're going to get from her doctor. There's she, as an actress, she's got such a great range as well. So she does play the funny very well. She plays the emotional side very well. So I'm hoping that we're going to see a bit more of that sort of consistently through the series. Um, and also there's a couple of scenes where the companions are feeling it as well as a bit where Graham, um, as well as his funny side, you know, he's being quite straight with it. There's a scene where Yaz is in tears about something. There's a scene where Jodie's just staring. She's like sat on the floor in the, in the console room. She's just staring while things are going on. And so, yeah, I, I feel like, well, this could not be, it might not be true, but the vibe that I'm getting from this trailer is that she's tweaked her her doctor slightly. Um, it'll also depend on how she's been written as well. That's an important factor. You know, if the writers have written her to be this kind of slapsticky, goofy doctor a lot of the time that they did for Series 11, then that could obviously change things. But yes, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. So overall... Um, see if I've missed anything in my notes here. So uh, just to recap then, I think we've got a really good mix of action and humour and emotional stuff. Uh, I feel like it does feel like an epic adventure. You know, they've upped the production value a little bit more from last year. And uh, and just the, the quality of the effects and so on, it all just looks stunning. It looks really good. I think Jodie looks more intense. I think her doctor still will be funny. I think the humour side of things will still be there, but I think she's, there's an intensity to her that we didn't really see as much in Series 11. Uh, the returning uh, aliens and monsters look really good. The Jadoon, um, the Cybermen, or Cyberman, it could be a solo thing for them. Uh, and potentially the Rachnos or a similar thing that's really good. Uh, visual effects look brilliant. There's a scene. Like, I love the way they've done the, the star fields. Uh, in this series and in series 11 it's got this really nice kind of pinky and purpley hues and light leaks and effects and stuff it just looks so good so there's a scene where the TARDIS is zipping down the vortex it looks amazing the big metal scorpion thing looks so good loving all that stuff the soundtrack's good uh, the appearances from Lenny Henry and Stephen Fry actually look pretty good uh, my co-host Adam wasn't too crazy about those casting announcements but uh, yeah they Looking quite good so far. You you can always rely on Stephen Fry, at least. You know, Lenny, Lenny Henry's a little bit, not as much uh, not as much consistency there. Because I think he's spent so many years as a stand-up and as a comedian. It's only in recent years with things like Broadchurch and whatnot, we've seen his straight aside. So I don't, it'll be harder to judge. It, sorry, it is harder to judge his character or his performance until we've seen it. But Stephen Fry, you can always rely on him to... Uh, to bring the beans, to bring the bacon. So, yes, I overall, I really, really like this trailer. The more I've seen it, the more I've rewatched it, really like it. I didn't think I would like it as much as this. I honestly thought I would have uh, um, watch it once or twice and that'll be it. But actually, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into Series 12. I can't, I can't wait for it to start. So if the rumours are true and it's New Year's Day, that's not that long, really. And we may even get another trailer before then or at least a couple of screenshots maybe not a full-on trailer like this but we might get another little a little teaser one maybe so there's still time so um yes uh, that's all i've got for you um uh, for this kind of in-betweeny show between episodes 247 and 248 
Uh, hopefully, uh, we will be back next week together, recording 248. And um, uh, next week, we're back, we'll be back to our normal uh, reviews and stuff then. So for new listeners who have not jumped aboard our TARDIS yet, um, we rotate our reviews between um, uh, New Doctor Who, Classic Doctor Who, Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures. And next week, it is the Sarah Jane Adventures, actually. And it's the episode, or the story, The Eternity Trap. So uh, we'll be asking for your reviews and whatnot uh, next week for those. Uh, And then, as I said, hopefully Adam will be back and we'll smash through, again, just his quick thoughts on the BFI and the Series 12 trailer. And then we'll recap any news and merch uh, that is going on at the time. So thank you very much for uh, listening to me waffle on about Series 12 and the merch and the BFI and so on. Uh, wanted to put out a very short show for you guys so there's no gaps in between um, recording and whatnot. Uh, so very quickly, uh, if you don't subscribe to our show yet, just do a search for the Big Blue Box podcast on any podcast app that's out there. Just head over to, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, Google podcast anything like that just do a search for us or if you head over to the website uh, big blue box podcast uk there are links to go off to those so if you subscribe you won't miss a show when they land every friday uh, also on the socials uh, just do a search for the big blue box podcast we're on instagram twitter and facebook uh, give us a like and a follow over there because we chat plenty of doctor who during the week bef- uh, in between uh, shows and stuff so once again thank you so much for Uh, joining me Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 248 until then take care of yourselves and remember eh